Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Society Talks. I am here with Ajay. Ajay, I said that right, right? Uh, it's actually a J, like, like a bird. A J, I'm a J. so sorry. <laughs> um, and say your last name for me. Uh, my last name's Freeze. Like, uh, Freeze. So stop! I gonna, well, I was going to try that, and then <laughs> and then I didn't want to mess it up. So a J, Freeze, right? Yeah, perfect. All right, good. So um, first of all, thank you for getting on here and chatting with me. Thank you. Um, Everybody should know we're still following COVID rules. We're not together. You know, I used to record these in a studio in Hollywood. And then when COVID hit, obviously, we just went online. And it's been great because we can, you know, um, interview and chat with people all over. And you, Ajay, are where? I'm in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada. Beautiful Victoria, (laughs) British Columbia. And Canadians are the nicest people. So I'm excited to chat with you. Um, So let's get right to it. I mean, I'm going to guess that you were born and raised in Canada, but like, where were you born? Let's talk about it. I was at, well, my mom was a marketer for Microsoft and Microsoft headquarters are actually in Redmond, Washington. So I was actually born in Washington near Seattle. Oh, okay. So are you dual Canadian then? Yeah. Thankfully, it's, it's, it's pretty great. That's um, actually really great. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people aspire to do, to be that because there's so much work in Canada. Yeah. Um, and there's so much work in the U.S. too for, for a Canadian. So it's really beneficial considering I'm, I'm an actor too and projects film all over the world. Yeah. 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 Well, where did you, when did you get the bug? So you were born in Seattle. When did you guys move to Canada? Uh, when I was three. We, we moved okay. here when I was three. I think my parents felt like Victoria was a really great place to raise a family and it is i've been there yeah yeah, it's pretty amazing here and then when did you get the acting bug you know when we lived in seattle actually i don't really remember it but i was one and my sister amisha was four and my parents saw an ad in the newspaper uh to audition for the national broadway tour of miss saigon for four-year-old half asian half white children um and so they they brought my sister and she auditioned and we ended up going on the road for three months touring with the with the broadway musical and then she continued acting into her teenage years and i just kind of followed in her footsteps here in victoria auditioning for local theater and doing school musicals and just just really stuff for fun but yeah it all accumulated to this which is pretty crazy Okay. And when you say it accumulated to this, like, did you, I mean, cause you're still fairly young. So when you were auditioning and things, did you ultimately know that you were going to end up on a TV show or in doing films? Not at all. It wasn't even ever my goal. Um, I was never trying to build a career. I wasn't even thinking about a career. I honestly, I was thinking I would probably go to university and study science. I don't know why I thought that it was just the, it was just what I thought. Um, but I was always doing theater just because I, it was something I loved doing. It was like playing soccer or something. It was just something I did. Um, but over the course of my teenage years, I did like 15 plays and operas. And I, I started making connections around town just naturally. Started working for more and more professional theater companies. Uh, and you, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned opera. Do you sing opera? I sing. I wouldn't say I sing opera. Um but I have sung actually. Different. They're very different. Yeah. Yeah. I have I mean, sung. I, I'm not classically trained or anything, but I, I did sing an Albert Herring, which is an English opera at the, okay. at the Royal Theater here. Yeah. Okay. So, but you can sing like, you know, film and television and theater if you needed to. Yeah. I love, I love theater. I love musical theater. 
I actually played okay. the the Phantom in my high school musical of Phantom. That the opera, that's fun. a great, yeah. that's a great one. I know, best all music right. ever. And now, now, what was the first gig that you were like, all right, I'm doing well, or I've kind of made it, or this is, or even just, this is something that I really want to pursue? Because at some point it, it becomes not just a hobby and doing plays. It's, it's a, you know, it's a career. Yeah. Well, I was auditioning for, so all this time doing theater, I was, I got an agent in Vancouver to audition for film. And over the course of six years, I booked like two pretty small projects over six years in film and television. So I never thought that it would turn into something I would be doing a lot. Um, But then in the summer in between graduating high school and my gap year that I was supposed to go on, I went to these auditions in Vancouver over and over again. They kept on calling me back for this, this show, Reboot the Guardian Code, which was like a new YTV sitcom. I don't know if you know YTV. It's kind of like Canada's equivalent of, of the Disney Channel or something. Okay. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of Canada's biggest like children networks. Um, and I just kept on going back. And then they hired me as one of the leads. And there was 20, 20 episodes. And that was literally the first time in my whole life that I even considered acting could be a career. Okay. Um, yeah. And do you mind me asking how old you were then? Yeah, no worries. I was 18 then. Okay. I mean, that's the time that you start thinking about, uh, or am I going to, am I going to go to university or am I going to really, you know, put all of my energy into this? So that's a great time to actually get your first major 20 yep. episodes on a major network. It was great. And I'm glad it happened to me then rather than sooner, because I think if I was younger, it, I don't know, it would have had a different mental effect on me. Yeah, it does. I mean, I don't know. I have, I've been doing this 21 years and I've seen kids in the business and I've seen, I've seen kids in the business really do well. And I've seen kids in the business obviously not do well. Mm-hmm. I also think that that comes down to your home life, your family life and your parents and your, you know, um, it's not just the kid's fault that they fall and pray to this, whatever's going on in the industry. You know, it's, if you've got a great home life and you've got good parents and you've got, you know, you go and you do this thing uh, and you know, you're on set and you do this thing and then you go home and you have to do your homework and you have to do, you know, you have to do your kid things that, that tends to lead to pretty well, uh, you know, upstanding adults. But if you, the parents just allowing them to, Oh yeah, sure. Go out with this, a group of kids gallivanting all over Los Angeles or whatever it may be, then that tends <laughs> to lead to, you know, problems. So, yeah, absolutely. It can, it can really mess anyone up, I think. Yeah. I mean, people used to say back in the day, they're like, oh, Justin Bieber this or Miley Cyrus this or whatever it is. And I'm like, you know what? At the end of the day, I mean, I, I, I like both of them. But at the end of the day, if you give an, you know, an 18-year-old $100 million and let them loose on the streets of Los Angeles, what do you think <laughs> they're going to do? Yeah, you know? completely. I mean, I would be crazy as well. And you Justin know? Bieber so, was like a 15-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, when so, he started. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So you just have to, I think, you know, if you have a good home life, you, you know, even even though yours came later, which is great, but it, it's still, kids can can come out of this business and, and unscathed and do well. So. Yeah, yeah. And I'm really lucky. I mean, so many people I know have a, have a, have a troubling home life. Um, but my home life has has been really special. Um, and I'm super fortunate for that. And also, I remember what, what you were just saying brought up a memory of after I booked um, this reboot show. And then while I was on reboot, I booked Lost in Space. Um, my dad had a talk with me. And I, I remember him saying like, 
as an as an actor as a lead actor you're going to be on set and there is going to be people doing everything for you and people getting everything for you and people always listening to anything that you want to express and you know all that stuff and and he and he looked at me and he said that's not reality that's mm-hmm. not that's not real that's not what the real world is like and it's it's really easy for people to get used to that and then kind of subconsciously just expect that from everyone and that's that's mm-hmm. not at all how the real world works um it's actually great great that's a yeah. pretty great statement from your dad because it's true you are like every now you know every single person on a set is you know the director are you okay can we try it like this the ad you know getting you you know shuffling you from your trailer and this and that whatever you so and yeah. that is not <laughs> and if you grow up that with with that when you're 12 and you and you don't know any different that's gonna really skew your perception on on everyone right. <laughs> right when you're not working and you're 17 years old and you're like wait a second why isn't nobody why isn't anybody you know bringing me my coffee why isn't yeah. anybody bringing you know telling me okay come on let's i'll walk you to lunch you know yeah literally night. we just sit we just sit around and people t- tell us whenever we need to go anywhere i know <laughs> on set I know. yeah um all right so now we're talking about you said reboot was your first thing on ytv indeed yeah what about and netflix like, too actually okay and now what about i mean because we don't get that uh, you know in the states and i know obviously i'll get to, into that with the netflix stuff and the streaming so it's a little different so you can find certain things but i had never to be honest with you i'd never heard of that so what about something that you thought, okay, well, now this is a little bit more mainstream. People in Los Angeles might know who I am or people in, you know. Yeah. Um, so it all happened really quick for me. Like it was, it was like an explosion. It was like six years of booking, <laughs> booking nothing, but I was totally in training. Like when I booked my first roles, I looked back on every theater show I had done, every audition that I had not booked. And I realized I probably wouldn't if even like one of those things had been missing from my experience, I, I maybe wouldn't have the skill or the responsibility to be able to book the things that I was now booking. So that was a really cool experience to see that in retrospect and see that I had been working to something the whole time that I had no idea what that thing was. Mm-hmm. And that's cool. Cause like right now with stuff that we're doing in our weekly life right now, we're working to stuff in the future that we don't even know what that's, that is. Um, right. Mm-hmm. But we're doing the necessary work right now. But uh, so I, I booked Reboot. And then while I was on Reboot, I, I booked Lost in Space. And that's when I was like, oh, I guess that's when it was uh, felt a little more even in real. And then while I was on Lost in Space, I booked um, I booked a, a series uh, recurring on Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. Um, and I mean, I entered 2018, I think with like four days of onset film experience. And I left 2018 with over 100 days. Wow. Yeah. So I, in that first year, I worked almost one in every three days, which was... That's amazing. Yeah, which was super, super surprising. Uh, came out of nowhere, but it was also just so awesome. And if it weren't for that, I'd probably be a chemist or, or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, because because at that point, you're like, okay, this is working, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess it instilled some confidence in me that I guess other people thought that I could act. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it also, I mean, <laughs> it also just helped, helped me get a lot better. Yeah. 
Well, that too, being on set and working with directors and, and nine times out of 10, there's different directors in different episodes and so you're mm-hmm. getting different feedback and you're getting different uh, approaches and techniques and things like that. And so it is a masterclass. And mm-hmm. um, I mean, I think honestly, the only, I, 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 most people take acting classes. Most people do theater when they're on their way up, like you did. Most people, um, you know, I mean, look, Meryl Streep went to Vassar and to Yale. There's one person that I know that cause she's done a Hollywood reporter round table and she talked about it. And all the other actors around the table were like, well, screw you basically, <laughs> but in a joking, you know, in a kind of a joking way. But, um, Jennifer Lawrence, she said she never took an acting class ever in her day, a day in her life. And, but she did say that being on getting thrust into films and getting thrust into, um, you know, into making movies and things, um, is a masterclass in in and of itself. So you're saying those hundred plus days that you were on in 2018 shaped you for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And reboot, we were filming like six days a week, 12 hours a day Mm -hmm. to 14 hours a day. That's like soap opera. That was like a boot camp. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And it's a muscle. Like my agent says acting is a muscle and it, it gets stronger with practice and it can get out of shape with, neglect and yeah yeah well you're talking you mentioned lost in space which i want to talk about because that's yeah. currently what we're you know i think it what it just premiered the beginning of this month december yep december and, 1st yeah and it's on netflix it's called lost in space and just tell us a little bit about it well tell oh. us what you can i'm assuming you can talk about it now because it's out yeah i always I always ask those questions you know before Every- it's out and people are like well i can't really talk about it so, everyone dies but- um, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Okay. I'm no, just kidding. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, for those who don't know who are listening, um, Netflix is, uh, I mean, Lost in Space is a Netflix show. Uh, it takes place uh, around the year 2050. Um, and a whole bunch of astronauts from Earth, from all over the world, are selected to live on a new planet. And we've been sending people back and forth from this planet for a few years now. And then just one of the transports, our transport, with about a hundred passengers goes missing for, uh, for a few years. And each season is, uh, kind of a, a, a different, yeah, a different part of this story of getting lost in space. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And who you play the son of a couple of people, right? Yes. I play, I play the, the son of the colony leader, Victor Dar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, Play a character named VJ Dar, who's okay. uh, a kid in his in his late teenage years, and I'm also the love interest slash friend. It's kind of complicated, <laughs> but it gets okay. resolved uh, with uh, Penny Robinson, who's the middle Robinson child, and the the Robinsons are the the leads of the of the show. They're the they're the the family that the show is about. So okay. yeah, it's a really special role, and I'm really and now you really said happy it takes it. place in 2050. Yeah, can you tell me if there is still COVID in that year? Mm, <laughs> if there is, we've left it out of the story. <laughs> oh my goodness! I think we're all ready for it to be over. Yes, absolutely. Um, you well, I mean, just that's a. Uh, I'll segue into that just real quick, and then we'll get back to this. But um, and a couple other projects that I, I, I wanted to chat with you real quick because there was one that everybody knows is Riverdale, and I wanted to just chat with you quickly yeah. about that. But um, in in Canada, I know that you guys have had a pretty good handle on it because they closed the borders and they, um, I mean, you know, they you guys had knew what you were doing basically 
before most of us did. Yeah, I mean, more, or let's more than the US. US. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got that moniker. I know that. But um, <laughs> what, what is it like now? Is it a little, little bit more open? You know, because you're on Victoria and what people don't know is in Victoria, to get from Vancouver to Victoria, it's either ferry or helicopter or plane, right? So yeah. um, what, how is it in on the island of Victoria? How is it in Vancouver? How are you guys doing out there? Victoria fluctuates. Uh, for the past... I guess since since the early summer, it's been quite a bit better, um, okay. and stuff has gone relatively back to normal. Except people are still wearing masks inside stores and everything. But yeah, I mean, I was just like walking around downtown in the summer one night, and people were busking, and everyone was just like dancing in the street because I think people were just so excited to to be around other people again um yeah yeah but actually right now it's it's uh there's an outbreak at the at uvic at the local university uh there's like 100 plus cases in the last couple of days so yeah wow. <laughs> who knows is this, is this that like crazy you know transformer named uh variant Omicron or whatever it's called i hope not i don't know <laughs> is that what it's called wow that is a transformer it's called or... it's called Omicron or something yeah oh, it sounds like a transformer it's Omicron. insane yeah this so i mean it's not Omicron. i know people somebody was making a joke about it i'm like actually it's not funny so <laughs> the first one actually was uh found in northern california the first oh. variant Oh, no. So, yeah, it's not fun. I mean, we in California had some of the harshest restrictions, yet we had some of the highest numbers. Now we're doing the best in the nation, but it's because we still, I mean, we still are masked. We still are like, there's still a lot of restrictions on us, um, especially in Los Angeles. LA County is probably the strictest, um, and that's where I live. But, um, you know, I mean, look, everybody's getting a handle on it, but we're all ready for it to be over. Yeah. And I know that. Canada. I don't know if the borders are still closed, but I do know a friend of mine. I've actually interviewed her on here. She plays Cecile on The Flash, and that film's in Vancouver. And everybody, that's back filming, which is great. So at least production is back, right? Mm -hmm. um, which did you film Lost in Space in co during COVID? We did. We filmed it during COVID before the vaccine. Um, oh, okay. And how was that? Honestly, it was. It was such a like. It was. We were all being tested three times a week and everyone was wearing a mask except for when you were in front of the camera. Um, and it was just, I felt so relieved and like grateful to in the midst of the pandemic, barely seeing anyone, barely having any social interactions, hadn't been to school or anything. And then getting to go to work and see like a hundred people every day. Um, that was just like much needed and, really amazing right and now one of the i mentioned it really quickly um but i know that you were on riverdale and never read like oh god in the u.s that's a huge <laughs> show mm -hmm. and i mean especially among young teen girls they love that show um what was it like being on such a hit show like that and wh who did you play and what was your experience like that was super exciting because i've been a i've i've, I've been a fan of the show since the pilot came out um, it's, it's, it's an outrageous show, but I actually think it's really genius. Um, and the writing, when you look at it from kind of like a bird's eye view and you look at actually the plot and all the interweaving storylines, it's like, how did anyone create this? It's, it's, it's actually amazing. And the thing about that show that's so exciting is they can, they've created a world where they can pull off anything. 
Like anything can happen. And so in a way it's really unpredictable. Right. Yeah. And uh, so getting to be a part of it was, was super cool. And I played a character in four episodes. Oh man, I'm blanking on my character's name right now. Uh, Eddie. <laughs> and my, my character's name was Eddie. Um, and I played one of, uh, in season four, I played one of Dodger's like troubled street youth. And every single one of my scenes was with um, Archie. So I got to act with KJ Apo, which was really cool. Oh uh, yeah. That, yeah. Now you just sent all the teenage girls into a tizzy. Yeah. Um, that's that's the one I was thinking about. He plays Archie, right? Oh no, yeah. that's the or, or he plays Archie, and he, then the, the Sprouse does. kid plays Jughead. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So Man. I got to I got to act with KJ, um, okay. and that was that was so funny. Like he like it was so great, but he's really really funny. He's like one of the funniest people I've met. Um, yeah. That's fun. I mean, it's a huge show out here. CW is a big network for, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I just mentioned the flash and stuff, but um, it's a big network out here. That's not like why that's like you said, Disney is a little bit younger, but the CW is more like the teen and uh, young adult kind of thing. But uh, Riverdale has been doing exceedingly well out here. And I know that. So, yeah, um, but that's exciting. You know, I mean, you said season four, what season are they even in now? I don't know. Sick. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and they've done a seven year time gap. Sorry. I'm eating, I'm eating instant ramen right now. What are you eating? I'm like, okay. (laughs) Um, see, this is the perils of, of doing things at home guys. (laughs) Anyway, one more thing I want to chat about. And then, um, I, I want to talk about your Instagram handles or anything like that, or where we can send people so that they can see updates and stuff that you have coming out. But you do have something that I thought that I thought was kind of interesting and you may not be able to talk about it that much is, um, it's an 80s homage thriller called Coming Soon. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm actually not not allowed to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. Oh, there you go. So uh, I'm like, I'm, in, I'm intrigued because I'm obviously a kid of the 80s. I'm sure you're not. But um, I, you know, those things, I don't know if it's 80s. Well, whatever. We can't really talk about it. But <laughs> if it's 80s, like if it's 80s movie or if it's 80s, uh, you know, thriller, I don't know, but it's fun regardless. 80s homage thriller called Coming Soon. So check it out. Where can they see some of your stuff? Where can you, you know, do you have an Instagram? Where can they follow you? Do you post about your stuff coming up? Yeah, I definitely do. Um, my, my biggest social media is Instagram. I'm at friendly yeah. brown kid. Um, <laughs> at friendly brown kid. That's yeah. awesome. I yeah. love that. So, um, there's my Instagram. I share my okay. my acting, my music, my life. Okay. Random, well, guys, go check stuff. him out and go check him out in Netflix's Lost in Space. That's currently out right now. And then you can I don't know. We don't know what it's about, but coming soon is an '80s homage thriller, which should be um, I don't know coming soon. Um, but uh, <laughs> that you can check him out at a friendly brown kid on Instagram for updates and i really appreciate you talking with me today thank you and thank you so much joe yeah hold it down there in victoria for me and enjoy your ramen thank you i will all right buddy thanks care, guys joe. until next time Bye.